in this week's episode until i look at look at myself on the mirror and i'm like girl you're dressed you're dressed as a woman in public with people what the hell are you doing <laughs> and that's when everything sank in that's a clip from the first part of my talk with diane a crossdresser from pennsylvania where she comes and tells her story on the cross yes podcast i also talk about the protesters in the black lives matter movement in this week's yes of the week and finally you'll just hear kirsten talk about necklaces which is random but i'm sure you guys will enjoy it this is episode 49 of the Cross Yas podcast. So let's get right into it, shall we? Because it's a long one. Yas! Yas, yas, yas. Yas, 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 yas. Cross Yas podcast. Which is Elm here, so. Yas! Yas! Yas, 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 yas. Yas, yas, yas. Welcome to the Cross Yas podcast. The podcast that still says yas to everything related to cross dressing and gender. I'm Giselle Marisol, your cross-dressing host. You can find my sexy ass on Twitter and Instagram at Giselle Marisol, and you'll discover the podcast online on the website www.crossyasspodcast.com. That's www.crossyaspodcast.com. And always, you know, I always ask this, if you have opinions on what you hear from today's episode, and you probably do because you know you guys love to bitch um and you want to chime in or share your own personal story on the podcast because you think it's worth sharing it's because it's cross-dressing or gender related and maybe some of you are tired of lying to yourselves because really you need to stop lying about your cross-dressing or your gender or something of the other and if you're wondering if you can talk to someone about this well duh you know the answer it's allowed freaking yes i'm giselle mirasol guys you can talk to me you can reach out to me hit me up and just straight up tell me your story I'm ready to listen to it, and I want to share it on the podcast. So email me, Giselle, at crosstheyaspodcast.com. That's spelled G-I-S-E-L-L-E at C-R-O-S-S-Y-A-A-S-podcast.com. Hmm. Well, welcome, guys. Uh, a lot of things are happening out there in the world today. kind of want to just talk about that because, yeah, it's a lot. I mean, COVID-19 is happening, and this whole Black Lives Matter movement is picking up steam. I mean, it's been around since, I think, 2013, so it's been around for, I don't know, seven or eight years, and it started with the Trayvon Martin thing, and has just picked up steam, and like a couple weeks ago, the killing of George Floyd has sparked this protest because, well, I don't know if you guys have seen it, the video of George Floyd being killed at the hands or the knee of the Minneapolis Police Department. It's kind of gruesome. It's it's rough to watch, and I don't want to get too much into it because I want to dedicate a whole episode next week, or the, I want to dedicate the next episode, which is episode 50, about just how crazy it is to be, I don't know, different, and how racism and stuff, it, it all relates. I know some of you guys might think, like, what the hell, Giselle? Why, do you, why are you talking about race or the Black Lives Matter movement in a cross-dressing or gender podcast? And well, I'll get into it, but it's important. It's important to recognize that there are people out there who matter. And if you're a crossdresser or you've ever felt, I don't know, you've ever felt isolated or different or discriminated against, this is important to know. This is important to follow because this is, you know, a defining moment in our history i mean we're writing history every day but this one it's affecting not just the u.s but other countries are starting to recognize it too i want to talk about it 
just real quick, but my yes! of the week is really the protesters for the Black Lives Matter movement and the people protesting police brutality. And my yes of the week goes to them and the people who are protesting because they're tired and they're hungry and they're, they want justice for not just George Floyd, but Breonna Taylor and Maude Arbery and, you know, past killings of other black people. That They want to show the world how the systemic racism that has started from when the U.S. started, when it was first created. Like, people want to stop that. People want to show how different it is. And I just want to show my support for the protesters who are doing more than just protesting, but are starting, like, rallies or creating avenues where their voice can be heard regarding how bad racism towards black people and minorities and showing people that they, you know, really care about this. I don't support the rioters because it's like trying to create chaos and all of this, but, and I may not even in some instances support the looters, but I understand the sentiment just because it is hard when your voice isn't heard and you have to resort to things like rioting and looting. I just hope people don't conflate the three where a protester is different than a rioter and it's different than a looter. The protester actually wants to get their message out there. The rioter just wants to start shit for the random shit, which a lot of anarchists you can see online and stuff and you see these people just breaking windows for the sake of breaking windows <laughs> and then like leaving rocks there, or bricks to like be thrown just because they want to start shit. And then there's the looters who just want to steal and grab stuff and take things and I don't I don't appreciate that kind of thing I don't condone that kind of behavior but for those people who are looting because you know they want to show how bad it is I mean I guess I get I guess you can do that but I mean I don't and if your way of protesting is that way then you know that that's your way it's not the wrong way to do it but it's not necessarily the right way to do it if you look back in history and you see just how protesting started i mean there's no right way to protest there's so many videos out there of people showing how like the police are fucking terrible and there are lots of videos of and uh, just protesting with the police brutality against protesters where they're beating up protesters or tear gassing them and and I don't, I'll get into that all in the next episode, but I am just happy that people are, are protesting and being able to get their voice heard. And, you know, if you can support these protesters by sharing stuff in your social media that's showing what these protesters are saying or doing. And if you don't believe in this movement, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard <laughs> to like reach you. I guess this is a cross-dressing and gender podcast and... I mean, there's so much to say. There's so much I can say. And there, the hope is that, like, you know, I have an audience and I have people I can reach. And I hope that you guys are paying attention or having a discussion with your loved ones that this is happening. This, this racism, this stuff that affects our country and the lives of everyone. I would just hope that people who don't believe in this movement just kind of see what or at least kind of understand what they're about. Just listen to these people. And if you're not black or if you're not of color, kind of understand it may be hard for you. Or if you're privileged, kind of like listen and see what these people 
are doing and hearing what they have to say because it's important we all talk about acceptance on this podcast and understanding of one another but if you're going to deny someone's existence be it like they're black or they're different from their gender or their sex then it's like what are you doing like why why are you not listening to these people why you already know what it's like to be different if you're i don't know let's say you're white and you're you're heterosexual or you're you know the the norm what's the norm anyway right ah, i don't know i'm getting too ranty uh, i just want to say thank you to the protesters who were getting their words out and the black lives matter movement because it it does matter um your lives matter everyone's lives matter and don't get me into this like all lives matter movement because like black lives matter does mean all lives matter and if we can get into this later into another episode i just want to say my yes of the week goes to you guys who are protesting and getting your word out about how it's important that we understand that racism still exists and we're trying to end it so yeah and that was the yes of the week but in this week my talk with Diane gets really good. It's kind of long, but it's good. She's a cross-dresser who talks about an amazing experience that she has going out for the first and second time when we used to be able to go out. You guys will enjoy it. I'm sure you guys will have lots of things to say. So email Giselle at com, and I'd love to hear your feedback, but enjoy. And then in the end of the episode, uh, Kirsten talks a little bit about necklaces because I don't really understand them. And I'm sure you guys will have something to say about that. So yeah, enjoy. Hey guys, just want to talk about Anchor real quick. You know, I love Anchor so much. They've helped me so much with this podcast. It's free and they have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your own phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Really guys, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So go ahead and go to it. It's great. Uh, welcome, Diane. We'll go with Diane. How's that? You think that's cuter? I think me is cute. But... Yeah, that's, that's just fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome to the podcast. Uh, what brings you here? So I guess I just was scouring the internet trying to find people like me, and I ended up stumbling upon your uh, podcast recently well maybe like three months ago something like that Mm -hmm. and uh i don't know i just found it it was the most i want to say sincere show well how do you say the the show that covers the topic the most accurately and and in a wider aspect so Mm -hmm. it's not just like the the like the kink aspect of cross-dressing and whatnot and it's more about the human being and how they feel and what they do it and what the things they have to go through oh so yeah and so uh go ahead no you go ahead (laughs) well no um because you're a cross-dresser then too i figure (laughs) yeah it's just i'm not quite sure how to start the whole thing i guess once we start like the ball starts rolling i can Mm -hmm. keep going Wonderful. I mean, w- this is such an informal show. Like, everybody's different. I've had so many guests on the podcast mm. from cross-dressers to trans people to sex workers to mm-hmm. you name it. I even had my mom on an episode, too. Basically, it's 
you know, I have everyone just tell their story. You go by the name Diane, you're a crossdresser. As, as far as I know, I, I've only met you like a couple days ago and it's been, I don't know, it's been pretty cool. We've only chatted for like here and there on Instagram, but you seem like you have a story to tell. I don't know if you want to start from the beginning of how you even got into cross-dressing or how that ever started. Yeah, so the the I haven't been like a like a crossdresser for that long considering my age and whatnot. I, I remember when I was like really young, maybe like six years or something, my family they decided like it would be fun to dress like all the the young boys in the family as girls. Hmm. And uh so yeah, we all dressed up and and we did like a fashion beauty pageant, something like Ooh, that. Cute, cute. Yeah, and I remember I liked it, but I knew I couldn't show it. Mm. So, so that's that. Like forward ten years later, I never even thought about it ever again. Hmm. And forward ten years later, I'm with a couple of friends staying at a at a one of our friends' house. And they decided to do the same joke. And again, everyone got dressed and we did the beauty pageant and right and whatnot. I remember I remember I looked ugly as hell. But <laughs> I remember I enjoyed it again, but I couldn't show it. Mm. And I, once again I never thought anything about it again. Uh, for a good while, maybe 10 years later, till I was, I don't know, 20, 21, 23, something like that. Mm. So I was alone in my house. And I remember I went to my sister's room and she had a drawer with office supplies. I like drawing and whatnot. So I was looking for like, like a blank paper, like printer paper. And I saw a dress and it sort of like caught my attention. And I, to this day, I don't know what like made me try it. And yeah. And when I put it on, it was, I felt like the biggest rush, like, like a body high I've ever felt. I don't know why, or I don't know. It just felt great. Mm-hmm. And I remember I put it back on the closet and then I ran out of there and I, <laughs> I didn't want to look at that closet ever again. And yeah, but sure enough, I ended up borrowing, borrowing every now and then and putting it back where it belonged. And I ended up actually like stealing them and putting them in, in a drawer in my room. <laughs> And yeah, ever ever since then, I just kind of wanted to get more and more clothes, and I haven't been able to stop. <laughs> what can I say? I um, I what I remember I liked about it is that it it like relaxes you a lot. I uh oh, soon as. After that, maybe like six months, eight eight months after that, I uh, I went online and I wasn't looking necessarily for crossdressers and whatnot, but I was trying to find out like how to progress, but like do makeup and whatnot. And I ended up going to like a public chat kind of thing, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I met this trans woman that lived real close by me. Mm. And I told her, like, I like dressing as a woman and whatnot. And uh, I would like to know more about the craft. And she said, sure, come, you can come over and whatnot. And she taught me how to do makeup. And I remember the first time I saw myself in the in the mirror with full makeup on that was also like a like a like an out of this world kind of experience <laughs> i bet yeah yeah and i don't know if it's just like uh it, it's become a part of me since then i could say hmm. yeah i've i i have purged like three times and until I finally was able to, uh, yeah, to live by myself in the U.S. Ah, okay. Were you were you living internationally somewhere else? Um. Well, well, I was I was living back home where I told you about, but I, I right, 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 that. like internationally. Yeah. But uh, I mean, we don't have to go to exactly where that is. But is is cross dressing seen as? a stigma or seen as a, I don't know, looked down upon where you're originally from? I would say yes, because it's a pretty isolated country, you could say. Mm-hmm. So the culture is kind of dense. And it, it's just now it, it is starting to get more loose about or accepting about uh trans people i mean gays right now i would say they're pretty cool about it mm. but from there on they still have like a lot of uh like pushback against it well even so they actually are lost i'm sorry i don't know if i'm making like a like a good like like storyline kind of thing <laughs> Again, informal as possible. Don't even worry about it. No, no, you can. We can do that. Bounce around back and forth wherever you feel like going. I'm here to listen. Okay. Yeah, I'm just pretty much. I feel like I'm babbling. Like in most of your interviews, I feel like you kind of guide them with questions and whatnot, and I feel like I'm just shooting blind or whatever. <laughs> it depends where you want to go. I mean, uh, it depends on the guests too. Like if for some guests, they're very, <laughs> they're very. Uh, 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 and I'm like, okay, well, let's go here. Let's go here. Whereas you, I feel you have such a story to tell. <laughs> like with Gabby, Gabby was very, let's go, let's go here. Let's go there. Let's go here. I'm like, hey, let's go. And I'm just going along with the ride. So wherever you want to take me, Diane, I'm totally here to listen. Well, but the thing with me is that if you let me loose, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna get all over the place and I'm not, I'm not gonna... <laughs> do a full story of anything so don't worry we'll, we'll get we'll get to the things but feel free to talk your butt off and if this has to be a two-parter three-parter just like gabby's <laughs> then it's totally fine with me okay so yeah like i was saying the the laws over there they recently passed like a law so gay people couldn't can't adopt children and whatnot mm. so so you know what i mean it, they're kind of trying to like push back against it but Socially, well, maybe it's the circles I hang out with. You can see, you can be like openly gay and no one's going to go like, you know what I mean? From my perspective, is someone that tries to shun, shun you. Is that the right word? Yeah, that's right. Shun. Yeah. 
yeah, if they try to shun you for being gay, I, I, I would like to say that ten people around you are gonna go like, no, you're the the one that's wrong. You know what I mean? Right, right. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like uh, give and take, trying to be progressive against. I'm gonna say the old people trying to push back. Always, yeah. Oh, the, the old ways, yeah. Yeah, but so, if we follow, uh, yeah. Uh, no, well, I mean, we can go back to the cross-dressing aspect. So then, is cross-dressing seen as similar to being gay, or is or is it just being because it's totally different than the norm? Then it's seen as bad, I guess. Well, I, I would say it's kind of like most places, you know what I mean? Other than some places in California, I hear a lot of in your podcast, a lot of uh, there are a lot of cross-dressers in Texas, which yeah, I wouldn't have guessed. Mm -hmm. And maybe like Portland, places like that, it seems to be like like a normal thing to do. But what, in the... 80 percent of the rest of the U.S. It, I don't think it's that normal. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, I would I would say it's an average place. <laughs> so then, um, going back to like your family or your sister, have you are you even out or at all to like? Did you ever end up telling your sister, or did you end up ever being like, I don't know. Within your whole family, like, is, is cross-dressing, you think, something bad? Well, I remember my dad when I was young. And I have no idea where this came from. But he told me, I don't have a problem with my son being gay. Mm. But he has to be a man. Mm. See? And actually, my dad is the person that i respect most in the world and admire you know what i mean he's a very mm -hmm. <laughs> to a certain point um well if it wasn't because of this i would say he's 100 percent open-minded but i obviously can't say it because of that but i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't fathom saying like he's uh homophobic or or intolerant to like people and whatnot mm -hmm. But in that specific aspect, yeah, I did come out to my sister. Oh, okay. And a couple of of friends, like I told you before, one of my best friends just recently declared himself to be a trans guy. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So he was the one I I came out to first because I remember they they made like a Facebook post about the it's like a coming out day like a pride thing mm -hmm. in which in a certain day I, i'm not i don't know what i'm talking about but apparently in a certain day they encourage people to let's come out together at the same time or something like that like a visibility mm -hmm. day right, or something right. so he um he did it that day and suddenly i felt like like empowered or something. I'm like, I'm gonna tell someone. And and I called him and I told him and he was like, Yeah, that's that's freaking great. <laughs> and yeah, and I told you I went out to a to a club recently. Yeah. Yes. And you wanna elaborate on that experience, Dan? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, he was the one that I actually called and, and like I sent him my location. Like if you hear 
news about <laughs> where I am and suddenly <laughs> something happens, then you call my family and whatnot. <laughs> so I move to the US, I'm finally living by myself and I'm and I'm finally able to like buy everything I want. So I have uh breast forms, I have uh all kinds of dresses, I have makeup. Oh, the story about how I got my makeup is pretty interesting too. Yeah. So so yeah, I I have everything and now I'm like, man, I really wanna go out. And I'm looking for um gay bars around me and the closest one is like an hour away from from where I live. <sighs> so that point I figured this is gonna be like a like a mission impossible kind of thing. <laughs> so well the first time I did something really irresponsible in the sense that uh yeah because I, I was I was planning on um on yeah going over there and oh my original plan was to like rent like a motel room or something like that nearby. Mm-hmm. But then I kind of didn't feel comfortable so i decided to just like go right out of my door like dressed up and uh wait wasn't that was that the second time i'm sorry i'm i'm just not no sure worries. because the, because the first time i was scared shitless so yeah that was the second time okay the irresponsible thing happened on my second time out <laughs> on the first time out I rented a room at a at a motel, and I had like my bag with my I mean my suitcase with uh I already knew what outfit I was gonna use and whatnot. I had makeup and everything, so I went to this motel nearby, and I'm kind of projecting what's gonna happen. Like in a few minutes, well in a few hours, I'm gonna be here in this lobby, but dressed as a girl, right? Mm-hmm. And I go to the to rent the room so i'm with it with the how do you call the guy in the counter that takes your money a cashier or a oh a bouncer or at a at a lobby or at a at a hotel yeah Yeah, at a motel there's a counter and you give him money and he gives you like the the, either the like the hotel concierge or the i guess the i don't know I wouldn't say bellboy, but maybe hotel like employee, I guess. Yeah, yeah the cashier guy. Let's call him yeah. that. So I'm paying, and I notice he has like uh, like gay mannerisms, right? And mm. I'm like, oh, this might be this might be a good thing because more likely than not, he's a local, and more likely than not, he knows about the club. So. Mm-hmm. I had only like like scouted the the club during the day while it was closed as a guy, and, and I didn't know what the actual vibe was. So I asked him, "Hey, do you know do you know anything about this club?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, I go there all the time, but uh, like he's like an like an older guy, and he's like, but only like young people hang out there, and uh, and I don't want to be no one's sugar daddy," he said, <laughs> and, and I found that funny, but. Anyway, so I, so I had to muster courage because this was this was the first person that I was gonna tell in person what my plans are, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I asked him. So, hey, um, I'm planning on going over there, like dressed 
as a woman? <laughs> do you think <laughs> do you think that's gonna fly? And he's like, oh, like please, like no one's gonna bat an eye. And I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah, you see them all the time going up and down and, and whatever. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And I I asked him like, hey, do you think when I come out, like, could you kind of like make a review of my skills if I look good <laughs> if I look like a clown or something like that and he's like yeah sure oh he also mentioned that he knew about this one other guy that went there every like three months or so and and yeah he came in as a guy he left as a woman he arrived as a woman again and then left as a guy and that happened every three months or so hmm. so he was like this is like nothing and that kind of made me feel cool, you know? Like, uh, mm -hmm. if I'm not the, the first one with the idea, then maybe it's not such a bad idea. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I go to my room, and I remember it, it was really exciting because this was the first time that I was going to be, like, 100% done, you know? Like, like... Um, like fake nails, fake eyelashes, makeup, yeah, um, like breast forms, like the whole shebang. Mm -hmm. So I get ready. I'm super excited. I'm going to go out, but I'm also super anxious because the only thing between me and the rest of the world is like a door, you know? Mm -hmm. So I open the door. And I peek out of it, like just one eye out of it, trying to see down the hole that nobody's there. And I'm like, why am I so worried about like I'm going somewhere that people are going to see me. That's the whole yeah. thing, why I'm going right. over there. But it's still super scary. Mm -hmm. So then you open the door a bit more and poke your head out and get it back in. And your heart's beating. And you're like, ah, so I got to do this. So now... I open the door, and I'm I'm not exiting. I'm just staying <laughs> within the room, but like looking out the door until I just I decide to step out and then go back in. This is crazy. This, this took like I don't know, like five or ten minutes for me to actually get out the room. So yeah, until I finally close the door behind me. That was like a huge moment. And good enough, like, I'm walking, and that's when, like, a couple decides to walk right by me. And they actually didn't bat an eye. So that was good. I go down <laughs> the stairs. I almost died because I'm walking down in, in kind of, like, high heels, but they have, mm -hmm. like, platforms. So they're not, they're not the stiletto ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I almost died walking down the stairs. But anyway, I, I got myself together, and I went to the cashier guy and he actually complimented me on my makeup and whatnot while i was calling for the for the uber driver is this like is this story like being too long or something like that oh no I'm, I'm like i'm pleasantly like interested like i'm very in, intrigued so please continue i'm super interested okay so yeah so keep in mind this everything every minute since i'm since I walked out the door, it's a, like a new experience for me because now I'm actually going to dress someone as a woman. You know what I mean? And, and this is, and backtrack, this is the first time you've ever been out in public, like, ever? 
as Diane or like first time full in all the garb and stuff? Yeah, in like first time that I'm out in 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 female mode. Mm. Other than my house or my room or something like that. Well, one, once before when I was younger, when I when I first started cross dressing, I lived like right in front of a like a park, like a community park or something like that. Mm-hmm. And maybe during midnight or something like that, I, I was wearing like a like a summer dress or something, and I wanted to like feel the air and whatnot. Cute. And I re- I remember I ran into the park like barefooted and everything, and. Uh, <laughs> I was walking around and I decided to go up and down slip and slides and that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no. <laughs> yeah so, so I went up one of those and there was a homeless guy sleeping within the freaking slide thing. <laughs> and I remember I woke him up. He looked at me in the face and I just stormed back to my house. I ran like hell. I didn't care if it, there was anyone close by. I just ran for my life. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess you could say that was the second time I ever went out. Okay. Okay. All right. So, yeah. So now he said I look fine. He did give me a few tips of, like how to correct my makeup and whatnot mm-hmm. and um yeah so my uber ride arrives and now this is the first time that i'm actually gonna get a breath of fresh air as a woman awesome. so i step out mm-hmm. yeah it, it was it was actually an awesome experience so mm-hmm. i step out you could feel the breeze i'm in a skirt so yeah and so the Uber steps up, and then I open the door. I go to the back because I'm I'm trying to make distance from the world, even though I'm <laughs> exposing myself to it. So I sit on the back, and I remember I remember the perfume I was wearing. It took over the the cab, and uh, yeah. So he asked me, "Oh, you where are you going and whatnot?" And I and I don't know if he even cared like minded like looking at me or whatever but it was when i opened my voice because you can hear me when he actually looked at the back mirror or whatever mm-hmm. and he was like what's going on here but <laughs> he actually didn't say anything at all and he was like okay i'll take you wherever you want to go mm-hmm. so driving and i remember like taking everything in like the ride i'm out there and like you know, kind of like the the song, like um, like going on right downtown. Da, da, da. You know what I mean? What's your name? Vanessa Carlton. Yeah. So I felt just like that. And yeah, so I'm still like excited because the real thing hasn't happened yet. So he drops me in front of the club. And everything was off. Like I went to the door, like trying to, like, like. Um... Well, first he drops me in the sidewalk, and now I'm out, and he drives away. So now I'm really exposed, right? <laughs> so, and I remember it felt fucking great, like the breeze and everything. I could feel like my like skirt moving around and whatever, and mm-hmm. and and I don't know. It, it it that's when it kind of like felt real. And right. um, so I tried to open the door and it was closed. And I'm like, oh, man, what am I going to do? Am I going to sit here for, for what, like an hour? 
outside <laughs> in the sidewalk dressed as a woman like I need this to be open so well someone told me oh no you gotta go around the back of the building and there's a bar behind it hmm. and later at night whatever the the main like dance floor opens up and I'm like oh okay so how do I get there and <laughs> they told me oh you just gotta walk behind the dark alley to the back and i was like oh great <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah oh actually that gave me like an insight of what women actually go through you know what i mean the, the mm -hmm. like the fear of walking through a fucking dark alley i don't know you you just kind of feel like you have a target in, in your back you know what i mean right right you feel a yeah. little like uh, you're more aware of your surroundings and whether or not you're more vulnerable i guess is the the word you feel you feel not necessarily unsafe but you do you do you're more aware of your surroundings and scared yeah i think i think i actually think unsafe is the the right word for it because mm -hmm. you're you're just you're just like a like a you feel like a target you know okay so i'm a guy if you get if you get uh i i can sort of defend myself right mm -hmm. But even so, I feel like I'm attracting an, an energy that I've never felt before. Mm. And I'll tell, tell you later on, it, it actually sort of came through. True, but anyways. So, I walked to the back of the, the building. The door was open. I had to go down a couple of stairs. And I could hear the, the music and everything downstairs. And I'm like, oh, my God, what am I doing? Uh, how am I going to act? How many people are there going to be there? Are they going to look at me in a weird way? Like, like what's going to happen? So I decide, okay, act cool. And just walk straight to the bar and ask for a beer. And that's what I did. I walked straight there. I didn't look, like, to the side. Nothing. Just go straight. And there was, like, yeah, like a bartender and i asked her like oh can i have a beer she gives it to me like nothing mm -hmm. so so now um there's people around me i'm looking around there's people around me everything's normal so i was expecting like something right mm -hmm. and then suddenly i realized that nothing is happening nothing at all <laughs> You know what I mean? So that mm -hmm. was like the weirdest. I wasn't prepared for that. I was prepared for any, anything else, but nothing. So yeah, so suddenly I'm just sitting there and I hear the music and I kind of, I, I'm like allowing me to kind of like feel myself like dancing a little bit on the, on the, on the chair and whatnot and kind of like enjoying me. Mm -hmm. And then you get like another calm, like, like, until I look at look at myself on the mirror, and I'm like, "Girl, you're dressed you're dressed as a woman in public with people. What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> and that's when everything sank in, and like you feel like a like a huge body rush, and and I don't know, I would feel like that, like happiness, mm -hmm. you know? Yes, that is yeah. The most, like, the first time you do it, too, is, mm -hmm. it, it's really hard. It's almost like a drug. It's like you never get that good of a high as the first time. But you, mm -hmm. you feel yourself, and you're having such a good time, and 
you you feel validated or that mm-hmm. you just see yourself in public and they're just like because that fear is that first part that you have to overcome but once you overcome it you're just like wow i can do anything right now it's an amazing uh-huh. feeling mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah it was great so so the thing is the craziest thing is like five minutes after that i'm having my 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 beer i'm not even halfway into it and then suddenly the bartender comes comes up to me and she tells me oh here's your beer and i'm like i haven't finished i'm like not even halfway through mine and she's like oh no that guy over there like bought it for you and i'm like what yes damn girl look at you go okay diane i'm like what that was that blew my mind like like 100 percent so i was looking at the at the bar bartender and she saw my face of like what the hell's going on and and you could see like she was kind of like excited for me like i know you're having a blast right now so but but i did kind of knew what was going to happen you know what i mean this guy is gonna like eventually like walk up to me and try and talk to me or whatever Mm -hmm. and i'm kind of not into that not really interested but Mm -hmm. he comes up to me and i try to be polite and whatnot he's actually a gentleman so everything's fine and so i remember like i made an impression actually because i remember i was trying to avoid the whole conversation Keep in mind, he's a hundred percent a gentleman, like hundred percent. But no matter what I did to like change the topic or to convey that I'm not interested, the guy found a way to pull the words out of me and make me have a conversation that I was actually enjoying. You know. Mm-hmm. So props to that guy. He yeah, well done. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was he was great. <laughs> like he he should like teach people how to do that. <laughs> Because I'm telling you, I what I didn't want to have the conversation, and I ended up liking the conversation. Okay. Yeah. So he ended up giving me his phone number. <laughs> wow! Like, damn, on your first time, well done, <laughs> Diane. Dang. Oh, girl, that's nothing. On my on my second time out, I actually got three phone numbers. What? <laughs> Are you gonna start a business soon? Cause damn, girl, what? I, I guess I could. I guess I could. Well done. That Latin vibe. That Latin vibe. <laughs> so yeah i just uh, i don't know oh so another very interesting thing that happened was that so i asked the bartender like what do i do about the bathrooms and mm. she's like never mind just pick whichever one makes you feel comfortable and that's that so mm-hmm. but that was in the first floor they only had like single stalls two of them one guy one you know what i mean yeah, it, yeah, like a single bathroom. Mm-hmm. So that one was easy. But then they opened up the the dance floor, and I went upstairs, and I danced like crazy, and I was I was just having a blast. It was like intense. I do notice. Okay, so I I did notice like the difference between like being a guy and a girl is that people are way more sociable with girls than guys. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like if you if you're a guy and you're by yourself in a bar, you're like the weirdo in the corner <laughs> or whatever. True. But if you if you're a girl, like not only girls come up to you, but everyone comes up to you and they just talk and because you you're like not 
threatening or something like that. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's kind of my theory. So, yeah, what I want to say with that is that it was really easy to make friends over there. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, I have to go to the bathroom again. And now I'm on the second floor. And I remember I saw there was a line for the guy's bathroom and there wasn't one for the girls. Hmm. But this is like a different zone of the place. So I don't know if the rules changed or something like that. So I remember I went to the to the guy's bathroom's lane or line and and a guy looked at me and he's like, he like very like quietly he pointed at the other bathroom like you, like wow. you can go over there wow. and i'm like oh, and i'm like oh really and so yeah i i'm super nervously walking over there but it kind of sort of made sense i guess so so i went in and i wanted to keep as private as possible right mm-hmm. oh oh i didn't mention that i actually i went outside and I met, like, uh, I told you, like, some girls came up to me and we ended up being, like, friends and whatever. We hang out for a while. So, okay. So, now I go to the bathroom. I want to be as private and as invisible as possible, right? I don't mm-hmm. want, like, like I don't want to make no one comfortable. I just want to get in and get out. And that's that. But when I go out, I stumble upon my, my, my friend that I made outside. Oh. And she started just talking to me about that. I think we were talking about like she was asking me if I wanted to like do hormones, start hormones or something like that. Oh. And I'm like, oh, not really, and and whatnot because she was actually uh, trans. And then she just starts talking to me, and then her girlfriends come in, and now we're like five girls <laughs> talking inside a bathroom, and I'm like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> like. Like, so this is what girls do when they go to the bathroom. They just take forever because they're just gossiping all, all over the place. And that was super fun. And that was, to me, that was like the ultimate, ultimate acceptance gesture. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 Yeah. So because I'm in their world and they're cool with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is, this is great. So yeah, let's see what else happened that night. Yeah, I think I think that was about it. Oh, oh, oh. Another crazy great and the best thing that also happened. A lot of best things happened that night. So the, the, there was this like older woman, she could be my mom, and she just came up from came up to me from afar just to tell me that I look beautiful and whatnot. And I'm like, oh yeah. my god. God, this is the best. This is the best. Thank you so much. Like, because, like, I don't know about you, but it feels, it feels a whole lot better when a when a woman tells you that you look good than when a guy does. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I because because I figure women they they define beauty in another way. Like, hmm. like they look for. I think in me, at least, because I don't think that I pass, like, that I super pass. So, so I think what they looked in me was the effort that I put into Mm. looking good, right? So, so they, so that's what I think they were actually complimenting. Hmm. So, I don't know, it just made me feel good. 
All right, I have so many questions. So many questions here, Diane. Well, let, let's yeah. start from the beginning. What were you wearing, by the way? <laughs> okay, so that wasn't the best outfit ever. It was it was acceptable, I would say. Um, mm. I don't know how to describe it. It was like a... I don't know nothing about like fashion terminology, so please forgive me. <laughs> like a loose blouse like purple blouse that you actually saw it in the picture that i sent you the first one and i was wearing like a pencil skirt okay and and the and the platform high heels so Mm -hmm. it it was it was nothing i think it was a little bit too like out there in the sense that that it wasn't it was a bit like notice me or maybe like a bit like i don't know what i'm doing Mm, okay but uh but it was great like i was accepted and whatnot like now i have like i have way more male i mean uh women's clothes than male so i'm able to put together better outfits okay now let me ask you this what part of the world are you in and what are you in the u.s i figure you're in the u.s right yeah and what part of the u.s are you in are you okay with divulging that information people don't care but uh north center Almost, kind of. North center. Is it, you want to be a little more specific there, Diane? <laughs> Do you want me to? Okay, so I'm, I'm in PA. Pennsylvania, right? We've had, we've had, yeah. I had uh, Kira, who was from Pennsylvania as well. She was on the podcast too. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, she said she was from, I think she was from Pennsylvania. Not necessarily, Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia. I think she was in Philadelphia, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's there's like a big scene in, in, in Philadelphia, but like that's like three or four hours away from me. So I would have to take like a nice time off to just go there and take my time, you know? True. So are you, are you were you at a gay bar or a gay like club or it was a straight club or? Yeah, it was a gay bar. I, I I don't have the confidence or the support group to like venture out. I've done it. It's fun. If you ever come out to California, we'll go to a straight bar or a straight club. And uh, it, whenever they open up again, I will love to go with you. I've done Vegas. I've done LA. I've done San Francisco. All the straight bars, all the gay bars. It, it's all hundred percent. I was actually planning on maybe doing Vegas, but I'm not. I'm gonna take you on, on your work. If you go to Vegas, I will go to Vegas. We will do a club. You, ladies and gentlemen of the podcast, Miss Diane over here is a bombshell. Okay, shut <laughs> up, your non-passing self. Get the hell out of here with that. I was like, what the fuck? Like when you first sent me the photo, I was like, excuse me, who, who is this? What? I'm starting to think you you say that to all the. Uh, yeah. Are <laughs> shut up. You've got four numbers, bitch. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I am not the first. Shut the fuck up, okay? Don't give me that nonsense mm. over here. Mm. You you got validation through lots of women, lots, of, and I was, what? So shut up, okay? <laughs> okay. Okay. You look great, and it's 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 very important that I that everyone else know that. And if and even if you think it's not true that you don't think you're pretty. Someone else does, and that's true of anybody else who cross-dresses or whatnot. You guys are gorgeous. Do, do you, you know? And the other mm-hmm. question I'm going to ask you is, how important is passing to you? And I think we talked a little bit about it, but what, how, what is that importance to you? I, I don't think, of course, passing is the holy grail, right? Mm-hmm. Because the, the more you can get in, I don't want to use the word character, but 
yeah, the more you can submerge yourself into the experience, the 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 better, I guess. I don't know. If, that's like asking someone who plays a, a a sport, like how important is it to you to become pro or something like that. You you're always gonna try and 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 become better. You know what I mean? Like there's not. Okay, I'm going off the rails. No, go ahead. I I I just do my best. You know what I mean? And I try to and I try for people to recognize it. So so if I if I don't manage to pass, then it's not the end of the world. So how important is it for me to pass? I don't know. It's again, it's the goal and I do my best, but it's not the end of the world it if I don't make it. Hmm. Is that good enough of an answer? Well, it helps, I guess, to know that you've already passed. You've already done all that. Like, to be complimented at a club by other women, to get a number, I think, is the holy grail. To, like, to be... You think? Oh, yeah, shit, fuck. I, like, because to me, I think passing is important if you want it to be, but if you want to cross-dress for the fuck of just dressing into a, a thing, that that's fine, too, but... I think you're right. The Holy Grail is passing, but like to create an image, I think I've talked about it before is mm -hmm. a great cross dresser wants to be seen, but isn't, you know, because yeah. you're, you're like, you just fit in, but you're not necessarily mm -hmm. clocked. You know, we talked about clocked before, but like in no instant where you ever clocked, it sounded like in your clubbing, your, your bar experience. Cause. Oh yeah. Like, I mean the, the bartender that gave me my beers, she actually called me a he a few times and I, okay. and I, and I remember telling her like, like, okay, so she called me, um, so the guy, and then she would like kind of correct her herself. And then she went like, oh no, the girl. And, uh, and I told her like, I really don't mind, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What, what you called me because I, I, I know I'm not a woman. I don't even want to be one. Mm -hmm. I just want to like express myself this way. so. So yeah, I don't mind it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and, and it doesn't sound like pronoun or you know being pronoun pronounced or pronouns are that important to you. You just want to dress up. It sounds like, right? Yeah, and I want to dress up and to a certain extent have the female experience. But as for passing, now that you say that, I remember in one of your last podcasts you did mention that passing means hiding. So in a sense, I guess mostly you want to you want to pass so you don't have you don't go through the plucking thing but i'm right. pretty sure I, I couldn't go through a through a mall dressed up without people noticing i'm 100 sure uh depends what you're wearing you also need to be aware of what your surroundings are you don't wear like super high heels and like short <laughs> short clothing dress to you know church <laughs> like what is, what is this person mm -hmm. doing you know like you just have to be aware of your surroundings but it sounds like, I don't know, you, you've already like experienced the, the high, because you know, a lot of cross-dressers, it's the fear of getting over that they can't do. And you still kind of have that too, right? Like you're not public at all other than that, right? About like your social media stuff, about Diane and whatnot, right? Yeah, other than a few friends, yeah, I'm super private about it. And is that, is that, is there a reason why you're choosing to be private? Well, because of fear of losing, of losing my manhood status, you could say.
What do you mean? Because, like, if you, I don't know, if if you met me in my regular day-to-day, like, the people that I've told about it, they were all, like, super surprised. And I was actually, I, I, I actually asked them, like, is it a surprise for you? Because it's, in, it's, it's important for me for it to be a surprise for you. Because if not, I may be doing something wrong, you know what I mean? Yeah. But why does it matter if if that's who you are? If that's someone who you want to be, why should my opinion of your being Diane matter, right? I would say it's maybe, well, more likely or 99% has to do with like social pressures. Mm -hmm. I would say that's actually one of the main reasons I dress up because I, it's kind of like taking a break from being a man you know what i mean like the mm-hmm. like things you gotta project like you have to be confident about everything every single moment of your life when you're a guy right mm-hmm. so i don't know you gotta be ready you gotta be alert you gotta be manly you can't show emotions or whatever so yeah i dress up and i'm able to like let go of all of that so mm. I'm a, I'm going all around your question because I don't want to answer it. No, I mean you're giving me bits and pieces, and you know, there's everybody has their own answer to why they're not public. There's I think a majority of people who listen to this podcast aren't public about their cross dressing. This podcast does help as a resource to people who are questioning whether or not they like cross dressing, mm-hmm. or why it is they're into it, or if they want to transition, or if something you know matters to them. It's just I like asking people about what is it that. You know, because somebody might relate to you, Diane. They might be like, oh, you know what? I feel like Diane. Like, I just want to be myself. I don't need to tell anybody. And I want to be private about it. And you have that right. Like, I'm not saying you should be public. But, you mm-hmm. know, if you, you, you shouldn't be afraid to if that's that makes sense. Like, you going out in public in full garb, dressing up, like, that shit's, I think, some people have the, that's their biggest fear. And they could never fathom at all about even going to a hotel and coming out and even asking the concierge person like hey can you give me tips like no one would ever do that and for you to do that it's you know thank you for sharing that story because everyone would be like wow like maybe i can do that and it's true like Mm -hmm. if you're in the right area and even if you're in pennsylvania or texas or whoever i think it's totally okay especially with the u.s and current society being a little more accepting i don't know Mm -hmm. understand yeah but it's just i don't know if i could like i have I would say to 90% of my of the people I know I wouldn't care if they knew about it or not but mm-hmm. there are like very few specific ones that I think the image that I think I have on them would get sort of destroyed and I think the whole relationship dynamic would change like drastically and those very few relationships I I kind of like cherish and I don't want them to change. Okay. Well, let me ask you, you told me that you came out to your sister. How was that experience? What what happened? Oh, it was traumatic. <laughs> I mean, in it, it ended up being like great, but just like saying it. So, so I remember the first time I, I told my, uh, my best friend, I was telling him like, okay, so I, I think I was way more open with him. I just sent him a picture of me, like, dressed up. 
and mm -hmm. I told him this was me like the other day and he was like what <laughs> and that was it and, and everything was fine so next I told my other best friend who's like the cis male and I was telling him okay so dude um so you know me right I'm like in bro mode. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know me, bro, right? <laughs> he's like, yeah, dude, I know you. And and he's like, so I want you to know that I'm the same person. You know I'm the same person, right? And he's like, yeah, dude, I, I yeah, sure. And I'm like, so uh, I want to tell you something. I'm going, I'm going out tonight. And he's like, oh yeah, cool. Where are you going? And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to a club nearby. He's like, oh, yeah, so, yeah, cool, so what? And I'm like, so I'm going dressed as a, as a woman. And they're like, like a small pause. Mm -hmm. And he's like, really? So you're like a transvestite or something like that? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh, dude, that's great. And he's, he, he has like a punk anarchist uh, philosophy or something like that and he's like dude that's dope you know i believe in anarchy like everyone should do whatever the fuck they want to do so i'm proud of you go ahead and do your thing man and yeah so it was great so now the third person i tell about is another friend of mine and so I told her, oh, because my I think someone asked me if I was gay at, at some point. So I'm I'm kind of like building my speech of how I come out to people. So I told her, I told my friend like, so, okay, so I got to tell you something. I'm not gay. I'm not trans. And something else. I don't remember what was the third thing. And mm -hmm. she, and, but. But this, then I spring the picture up, and she was like, oh, wait, is that a fetish or something? And, and I'm like, oh, man, so no, it's, it's not a fetish. Why would I tell you about my fetish? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it doesn't make sense. So she was like, oh, okay, cool. So now, when I go to my sister, I... I give her the same speech, so I, I want to tell you something because I'm by myself, I'm going to these places, and we had the uh, the shooting that happened at the at the club not so long ago. Mm. Uh, Laser was in the place. I think it was that one in Orlando? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I told her, like, I'm mostly telling you this because of the dangers that this can imply, right? And I want someone in my core family to know what I'm up to. And I don't think I can tell my parents, so you're the the next best, best option, I guess. But also, I trust her a lot. Mm -hmm. So then I tell her, I'm not gay, I'm not trans, I don't remember the third thing, and it's not a fetish. Mm -hmm. She's like, okay. And then I, I show her the picture. And I remember when I sent it, my chest was on fire. I don't know. It was it was like 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 a puking feeling, the burning of puking or something. But it just stayed in your chest. Like I've never felt so anxious before. And it was actually pretty nice and non-eventful. You know, the, the thing that surprises me the most about this whole experience is how uneventful it actually has been. Right? Yeah. No one cares. 
Yeah, no one. Yeah, no one gives a fuck. Like, even if you cross dress, unless you're active, unless you actively affect them, that's why like some parents will probably feel emotional. But hon- honestly, like ninety nine percent of people are, are really don't care. Yeah, they seem not to. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she pretty much just said like, "You're my brother. I will love you no matter what." So yeah, so everything's cool, and and she um, I sort of like oh and this is another thing so i'm expecting if they're not gonna like react badly to it so now i wanna i wanna tell my origin story you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but they don't care about it so much that they don't even ask about that so now i gotta go in and tell them my story because i want to (laughs) say right right yeah i mean but in a in a cool way so yeah that was kind of it yeah, so far those are the people that know about it. Actually, an ex of ex of mine knows about it too. Ooh, uh, you want to yeah. talk about that? What happened? How does she know, or he know? I don't know if you're. No, I've never been with a with a guy, uh, at least romantically. But that's a whole other thing. Ooh, I guess we can talk about that later. Yes. Yeah, again, it wasn't that eventful. I think we actually had broken up like. Uh, very little time before I told her, like maybe like three months or no, maybe like four or five months, mm-hmm. and then I decided to tell her because I wanted to figure out how am I gonna if I want to do this freely, how am I gonna find a girlfriend that accepts me like this? So mm-hmm. I guess this is the the person to ask, mm-hmm. and we ended up like in good terms or whatnot. And so that was fine. But yeah, I guess, again, her reaction was about the same. The thing is that I asked her when would be a good time to tell someone I'm dating or whatever or or I'm interested in about my my cross-dressing. And her answer was like, I don't know, that's a tough one. But if I think the best moment would be to tell her before you both like super falling a lot. Right, right. Yeah, and, and in a sense, I think it's fair. But in another way, from a, from a cross-dresser perspective, you have the advantage once she's in love. You know what I mean? So yeah, right, right. I got you, so now it's going to be harder for you to believe me because you love me. And That's true. Yeah, but to be honest, it it may be not fair. I don't know, maybe someone that listens to this can, like, give their opinions on it. I don't know. If you're going to be selfish about it, you wait till she's in love. If you want to be fair about it and get a huge gamble because now she, you know what I mean? Now she can just go like, oh, weirdo. Tell well, yeah, I mean, it's always better to tell them earlier than later, because then you don't, you know, we talk, I've talked about it and like having liabilities together, like if you have kids or you have like, because the thing is, the longer you're in a relationship and the more you're lying about it or pretending to or withholding truths like that's bad, especially if that's somebody who that's a part of you that's, you know, unchangeable, like you can't ever change that Diane part of you, right? Like, Yeah, I know I tried, but you can't. You can't. That's why you said you purged a couple times and then, you know, you came right back to it, right? You said you purged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I've purged like three or four times. And it's a lot of money, man. And a lot of like, uh, a lot of tense moments because my, my buying clothes tactics. Well, now I just buy from like internet. Yeah. Mainly Amazon. And I'm, I'll tell you what, I ran out of things that I like on Amazon. Dang. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's surprisingly limited, limited. Oh yeah, that's I, there's so many different sites to shop. That's the problem with the internet. You can go on a shopping binge and just be like, I ran out of money. <laughs> yeah, but, but the thing about the other sites is I I'm kind of like wary about putting my card information in many places, right? So I kind of just stick to the one that I know. Mm. Yeah. So, anyways, the way I buy things, I go to the mall, right? And I, and I'm Ah, when I get to that point, it, it's because I really need it, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So, because I'm trying to avoid it. So when I go out, it's when it's already like bottled up and it's like, I just need to do it. So I go out and my my MO is that I walk in the mall. I I try to be strategic about where I park, park my car so it's easy to go in and, and get out. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so I circle, I don't even go into the stores. I just circle the, the whole mall and I look at the stores that have like the clothing that looks sort of like the things that I would like. Mm-hmm. And so I circle the whole thing. Then I circle back and I go straight to the places that I, that I like something. And I just do like a quick run around the place and, I, and I'm scanning everything like real quick, real quick. And I just pick what I like, look at the size, and then like I gotta I got wait at the at the line, which seems to last forever, <laughs> because I just yeah. want to like storm out of that place. And that's how I buy things. Like I don't I don't try them on. I don't nothing like that. And uh, I end up actually wasting a lot of money. <laughs> and I'm talking thousands. I've. Jeez. So yeah. <laughs> So, anyways, well, maybe actually, maybe not thousands, but hundreds, getting close to that, mm. which is still a lot for you know things you're gonna like throw away because they just don't fit. Yeah. Um. What do you do for a living? I don't know if you want to talk to the podcast about what you do for a living. I uh, I drive trucks. Now, is there is there like a masculinity part about it? Can you cross dress while you're driving? I don't know. I don't oh, hundred percent. No, I don't think so. Mm. I mean, I guess if you're, oh, this is going to be ironic, but if you have big enough balls, you know, like, I don't know, I don't know, I wouldn't, I, I, I wouldn't even fathom of doing it. And you're not a, you're not a cross-dresser that wears, like, panties underneath your, like, man, man clothes, are you, or wear a bra underneath? I don't know if you're that kind of person. No, I have worn, like, panties, but... I don't know. It seems pointless. Like at the beginning, it seems like a good idea, but mm-hmm. mostly, mostly you kind of want to be like aware of it because, like, it kind of like makes you feel good that you have like something female related on mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. But like during the day, you just forget about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not right. thinking about your your underwear all day long, so it's kind of pointless. And when I do think about it now, I'm like, oh my god. Was I careful about like not flashing it or something like that? Right. Yeah. So I'm not like huge into that. 
one time I used to like paint my my toenails, and mm. one time my landlord repair guy came in, and I remember he was knocking on the door, and and I have like bras and dresses and wigs all over the place. And I'm trying to like get everything together and throw it in the closet. And I'm like looking around and he's like knocking the door and I'm like, give me a minute, give me a minute. And I'm trying <laughs> to get everything like back to, to its place. And so I do like a one trip, two trips to make sure everything's right. And I'm like, okay, everything's right. And I was about to go to work. So I have my t-shirt and my jeans on and I'm ready to like go out. And then when he comes in, I open the door and I look down my feet and they're colored like bright pink with with uh with uh with glitter and everything and that those <laughs> toenails they were like shining and oh. I'm like man like I tried so hard and I failed the like it's on me you know what I mean <laughs> so well, I uh uh-huh. uh well I mean there's nothing wrong with that, though, right? Like, it's just your own toenails. Like, what is, I don't know, what does anyone care? I don't know. I think it's the stigma. You know, like, I, I admire the most, like, crossdressers you've interviewed. I, I admire so much they're able to, like, go out and say, I don't give a fuck and whatnot. But uh, it's just, I, I'm not there yet. You know what I mean? I thought you were there. I mean, you went to the club a couple times, and you already damn. You got four phone numbers. Good God! Yeah, yeah. But I went to a specific place in which I knew beforehand. Well, I sort of knew beforehand. If anyone in the world is gonna accept me, it's gonna be these people. So if they don't, then no one will. Mm. You know what I mean? So it was like a last yeah. attempt kind of thing. So wait, let me ask. So you say you're heterosexual, right? Heterosexual crossdresser not wanting to transition correct yeah 100 percent. i'm super happy with with being a guy i yeah but you said you were in a relationship with a dude or had a one night stand or something do you want to elaborate on that okay so there's a weird thing that happens and i'm not sure why because when i'm okay when i first started dressing of course you're gonna ask yourself if you're gay or not right Mm -hmm. And uh, I actually even tried being gay. <laughs> like, oh, what does that mean? <laughs> what do you mean try to be gay? <laughs> I don't know. Like going down the mall and I'm like, okay, your assignment is going to be look around and find a guy that you find attractive and then try to like picture yourself with him, like like maybe on a date or maybe like kissing or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't work in my mind. It just doesn't, doesn't work. And uh, so, yeah, but the thing is, when I dress up for some reason, I don't know if, if it's the thing about, like, like, like validating yourself as a woman or feeling more feminine with contrast from a, a male figure next to you doing things to you that he's supposed to do to females right or something like that so mm-hmm. i i i have gotten those like like feelings and whatnot and um so yeah i remember one time i got like okay i'm gonna do this and i and i got in contact with okay so i went to uh like a like a hookup site or something like that 
Mm-hmm. What was it? Adult Friend Finder, I think it was. Oh, wow. Okay, shout out. <laughs> yeah. Am I allowed to say those things? Or... Oh, psh, uh, we don't, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody okay. listens to this podcast. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. So I went there. And, and okay, to be honest, I mainly went there because I'm trying to, I was trying to meet other cross-dressers that would be willing to go out with me to the club. Because I want to have someone that I can relate to, but mm. I had I didn't have much luck there. Anyway, so I meet this guy like a lot of dick pics and people and guys talking to me and whatnot. But like whatever. But this one guy, he was also a gentleman and he seemed like a you know like responsible. He didn't seem crazy. Mm-hmm. So mm, yeah, so we ended up like kind of hooking up once and uh i don't know what i should say or what i want to say <laughs> i mean i'm all ears i mean it just i don't know i like people when people are honest on on the podcast if you want to talk about if you don't want to talk about something i get that too yeah so i don't know i um okay so we we kissed right mm-hmm. and i didn't like it at all like okay it was like super odd Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think, again, what I like, you know, there's a difference between like fantasy and like something you actually want. For sure. Yeah. Right. So so I think it's it should stay in the fantasy realm. Right. For for me, because I I kind of like did like the the physical contact. Right. Mm-hmm. Because because I'm a woman and I'm being treated sort of like not rough, but like you know rougher than a girl would treat you i guess sure and i did enjoy like that aspect and i did go down on him and whatnot and i did like that part mm-hmm. but i don't i don't like the face and i don't like the voice true right does that make it any sense no same for me i've talked about my experiences with men mm-hmm. and with other crossdressers and for me i don't get that same feeling I do get from a woman, uh, even mm-hmm. if they're trans or even if they're a thing, like I, if there's no attraction there, I don't know. It's just, it doesn't work for me. And mm-hmm. um, you're right. I think it should stay in the fantasy world. If that's what, you know, like we've talked about it too. There's a, there's a cross dresser out there who's very hot and I've masturbated, masturbated to her several times. Cause she's hot. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh-huh. she's pretty and she's like, you know, and I'm like, huh. And to me, it's, I think I've, kind of talked about this maybe i haven't of um goals like she is so pretty like damn i wish i could be that pretty and you know like you've talked about it too like the effort she puts into dressing up like shit like it's it's mm-hmm. almost like fuck there's no way i can do that but fuck she's hot and you know i'd masturbate to her and i have so i, I don't know that kind of thing i'm sure you feel the same way mm-hmm. yes i i think i think i could be and this is interesting in in my mind I think I could be with another cross-dresser that puts the same effort that I do into it. Interesting. Okay. Because in that sense, I think, I don't know, I think it would be interesting because, because, hmm, how do I say this? Because we get each other. You know what I mean? In that sense, we do have something that we relate to. And when we do the whole thing, we can, uh, like, 
<laughs> like I know, I know there's a woman somewhere inside there. Mm. Does that make sense? Okay. Okay. And I don't know, and we can go like sort of like back and forth, and we're both we could be like both boyfriends and girlfriends and whatever. I don't know. I think that would be interesting, and that's a that's a thought that came on came into my mind like not that long ago, maybe like a month ago. Hmm. Yeah. So are you so are you attracted to both men and women, or just like trans women or crossdressers? Like, what's the what is your I don't know, sexual attraction to them, do you think? Or are you still discovering? I just I just like feminine the feminine things. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just just I don't know, a, a girl the way they talk, the way they move, the way they laugh, sound, smell, everything. It's just that's great. Yeah. Actually, in a way, one of the many reasons I think I dress up is because I feel I I'm kind of like Batman. You know what I mean? When I when I see a woman I I see power for some reason, mm, mm-hmm. right? So when I dress up, I am borrowing that power, oh, hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So so yeah, so I'm just attracted to the feminine. I I I did have like relation like a sexual encounter with a with a trans woman, and mm. I liked it just fine. You know what I mean? Like just just fine hmm. so so yeah and do you want to elaborate on that experience because i'm interested because i had an experience with a trans woman out that's my halloween episode last year i don't know if you heard it but no i haven't heard it yet oh man you listen to that after this but okay. what was your experience like um, i remember i was super anxious huh. because i was it was right about the time that i think i started dressing up i think and I don't know, I wouldn't, I, it's just like sex with a regular woman, except there's only one place it can go in. Other than that, it's just all the same. There's multiple places you can go in, but. <laughs> yeah, but dude, you know what I mean? I'm trying to yeah. be like nice about it. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's just, I liked it just the same. I, I didn't have any problem like dealing with her thing. And it's just that. So do you think, do you think is it? It's weird to okay. So for whoever wants to listen now, there first is the human being, and then the the organs, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you do gotta consider the organs because that's part of what makes you interested in that person, right? Mm-hmm. Like unless you're like an a sec, asexual person, you're interested in having sex, right? Mm-hmm. So therefore, the parts are sort of you gotta be into them. Right. Mm-hmm. So, does it make sense to be attracted to like penises, right? But not guys. Oh yeah, for sure. That's the well. Again, I haven't talked about it too, but pegging is very interesting to me. You know, when what pegging is when a girl wears a strap on. Like to me, yeah. that's hot. Um, okay. I think you can be attracted to anything. Like you can be literally attracted to sexually anything. But I get that aspect too, because I'm attracted to femininity, but I'm not attracted to men. Mm-hmm. Like the traditional masculine man with the big buff arm, like, yeah, that's gross to me. But you put that on a woman who's like, again, there's so many, there's so much, we could talk about porn all day, because I've seen lots of porn mm-hmm. with like feminine, mm-hmm. like, you know, the uh, the outdated term of a shemale or the outdated term of like a trap, you know, that like 
oh, she's so mm-hmm. feminine. But look, she has a penis. Like, oh, that's hot. You know, ooh. Mm-hmm. To, to me, that's like, you know, sexually attractive. But let me ask you, Dan, how old are you? 30. Oh, you're young. <laughs> you're, yeah. And you just started fully going out last year? Or like you started your experiences publicly last year? The year out before or something? Yeah, last year. Damn. It was in maybe like August of last year. Dang it. And all this COVID stuff is preventing you from going out. It's so yeah, much. Yeah, it's, it's horrible because like in the, in the summer, that's when you can go out. And I like wearing like summer dresses. And yeah. I, don't like, I don't like dressing like slotty because I, I want to portray my femininity in a respectful, respectful way. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I, I, I don't know. Whatever. No, well, so, I'm. <laughs> we might differ in that because I like dressing like a slut. Because to me, I like. Okay. I like being. That, to me, like epitome of femininity is like, look how hot I am. To me, that's just me, and I love. I yeah. like masturbating while I dress up. So that's also another story. But go on. I mean, and, and that's fun and all. Don't get me wrong. I have like plenty of like slutty dresses, but like to out go out publicly, I feel I feel like some. Or maybe it's part of my confidence that I need to mm-hmm. work on a little bit. But sure, sure. But like, I don't know if they see me as a crossdresser and they recognize me for it. I want them to think, oh, they have like a like a good taste and they look elegant and whatnot. Sure. And that may, you know, I I feel like I'm doing kind of like a public service of sorts, which is not my responsibility, but whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, that's how I think about it. And so about the COVID thing. So summer, I'm going out. I'm excited. I'm going out pretty much like every two weeks. I went out like five times. And it was it was great. And then uh, winter starts, and I don't want not go out because I, you know, I wear I wear jeans as a guy every day of my life. So why would I wear jeans to go out? Right, as, as fan. Same. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. So I'm um, just pretty much, I got to stay in home and do nothing. So now summer's starting and then we get this. And it's like, dang. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. How often do you dress up then when you're not even going on public? Is it an everyday thing at home or every other day? I don't know. Do you casually just dress up? When I, when I go home, I like instantly change everything i put up put on like female underwear and put on maybe like a summer dress or like a like a like cute. a nightgown or something like that cute and do you live yeah, alone like yeah i do thank god <laughs> have you done the dating thing recently or i don't know if you've are you dating are you looking to date or yeah i kind of am but i figure i gotta hide the the cross-dressing thing for now. Why? So, because I don't wanna. I don't. I don't wanna like. Uh, see you. I mean, I don't mind for the podcast sake, but but you ask hard questions. <laughs> I mean, the, the thing is, these aren't hard questions. They're just hard questions for you, <laughs> which you should be asking yourself anyways, right? Like, these are questions that you should be like, huh, why do I do that? You know, like, what is, I don't know, is that a hard question? I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so, so simple, 
dumb answer would be I gotta protect my masculine image. Okay. And I know it's stupid, but yet again, it's something that you gotta have. I don't know. I just feel I I don't wanna like put down every other like crossdresser that's listening to this and they're hoping for a brave voice. You know what I mean? That says I don't care, go out and do it. But mm-hmm. like, it's some it's hard to let go of that. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I don't know. I um, I don't know. I feel. I uh, I I think I would be afraid because as a guy I have oper- like opportunities of like meeting women and what then maybe getting into a relationship or whatever. But mm-hmm. I feel that telling them that I'm a crossdresser that would lower my odds like tenfold. You know, I would argue it's the opposite because crossdressing to you makes you. So unique and by revealing that kind of information to somebody if as long as you're confident enough about saying it and saying hey i'm a crossdresser i do this versus i'm a crossdresser and um like you know and you look down upon it gives the opposite sex or anyone you're a potential partner to look that down look upon like that as like a downer like oh well this person isn't confident enough about it because if you look at it as a negative as what it seems like you may or may not be portraying I think people will take advantage of that and just be like, well, you should stop cross-dressing. And if somebody says that to you, why are you dating them? You know, that's my opinion. I think you should find someone who would accept you because being a cross-dresser is so cool to me, I think. And anyone who's listening to the podcast will probably agree. Like it makes you so different and unique. And if you're a cross-dresser and you tell a woman like, hey, I like to go shopping and they'll be like, oh shit. You know, assuming that all women like to shop. Or like, oh, like for my fiance, Kirsten, she actually likes that I go shopping with her. And like, oh, that looks good on you. That doesn't look great on you. Try this, try that. And she does the same for me. Like, although we haven't shopped in forever because we're all stuck inside. I feel like you shouldn't look down upon, you know, and fuck your masculinity. Like there's more to you than your masculinity. You're more than just, you know, your machismo self. (laughs) Maybe that's a Latino thing. I don't know. And I would hope that with this podcast and anyone who's listening, that you don't look like, you know, look down upon your cross-dressing. It's okay. It's normal. It's normalizing, you know, or understanding that there are gay people out there and cross-dressers and we have new terms for transgender people and non-binary and et cetera, et cetera. So mm, I just, mm. <laughs> I don't, I don't think it's fair to say that it's just like a Latino thing. Like, uh, oh yeah, I know. Um, but the word machismo, right? Is that's, isn't that a Hispanic? I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. The <laughs> that it's built into your. Oh yeah. Okay. But you even talked about it too. Like your dad saying, "Be a man. Be a man." Not that it's typical of all his Hispanic Latino families, but the mm-hmm. idea of like, well, "Be a man." Well, what does that mean? You know, you've got to ask yourself and your own culture and your own, you know, look in the mirror and your own family and friends and society. Like, what do we mean by "be a man"? Does being a man mean not being a woman? Like that's kind of lame. You know? <laughs> Yeah, but you know, there. Okay, I'm gonna say uh, maybe. May... I don't know if people should hear me saying this, or maybe you can edit it if if it's mm-hmm. like sort of out of place. But I do find 
I do think in the world certain things exist whether you like it or not. Mm -hmm. And that's that applies to everyone. That applies to the religious person that tries to deny like gay people existing and that applies to the cross-dressers and the non-binary people that want to push the the concept of like female and male don't exist and it's just a construct i would say everything exists like manhood exists femalehood exists and everything in between also exists right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so so like okay so you often ask like what's your what would your ideal world be like well mm -hmm. yes always mm -hmm. well when it comes to this whole cross-dressing and gender thing i would say i would like to be able to keep both i would like to be able to keep my manhood i would like to go out as a guy and people know that i dress up and they respect me as a as a as a guy and not saying that's a different kind of respect that a mm -hmm. non-binary person deserves right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but you know what i mean i i would like to keep that aspect of me and i would also like to be respected as a human being when i dress up sure so it would be both so i'm i, I think i'm just saying that that when you say like like fuck your manhood and whatnot it i mean i'm not taking it as an like a offensive thing at all so don't worry about it but but why can't I keep it? you know what I mean it's not a bad thing to yeah so and 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 I do think like uh like toxic toxic masculinity is one thing, but being a man is not a bad thing okay either so and i and I feel kind of the the message that's going out there it's kind of leaning towards being a man is evil, and I don't think that's fair. Hmm. Okay. Does that make any sense, or am I like? No, no. I I think that makes sense too. I think we should maybe reconsider what the uh, what you know the phrase being a man means, because man traditionally just meant you know be tough or you know act act like you're stronger than you know what comes at you, which is still true today. I think you can be a man and in essence, kind of be a woman too. There are traditionally masculine, you know, traits and then traditionally oh, female traits. I have, I have something interesting, interesting I wanted to share. Like, uh, sure. like a long time ago, maybe, I think maybe this was even before I started like dressing up. But I remember I read like an article that said, it was talking about like uh, a species of uh, reptiles. And they had like, four different male genders or maybe like five or something. Mm -hmm. I just remember three of them. And it was, they had the, the quote unquote alpha guy or whatever. He made like a perimeter, peri 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 like a circle around him. Mm -hmm. And he was in the, in the center of it. And no one could enter that circle except like female lizards. Right. Mm. And there were, quote unquote I'm I'm lacking better words so please forgive my my <laughs> ways of describing it. So sure. then then there are the beta beta lizards and they cannot 
for no reason get into that circle because the the big guy will freaking mess them up. So <laughs> they have to stay on the outskirts and they would just get like a few females here and there and like you know what I mean the they're not going to have the greatest time. So and there was this third one which I associate with crossdressers and it's this lizard that passes as a female lizard so he can go into the perimeter hmm. and the guy i mean the big guy would like top the the crossdresser let's say while the crossdresser was was actually topping the female one wow. right so mm -hmm. that that's like his way of like <laughs> like making sure he would pass on his genes or whatever and mm. i don't know so so i found it interesting that that's literally an in-between of malehood if that makes sense no it does totally so so yeah if that exists why can't humans be sort of like that and hence that would justify the whole spectrum thing of like genders and and sexual preferences and whatnot I agree. Good points. Yeah. I mean, I, again, that and that again comes down to a society that understands that we exist, and that's why I I would hope that. And sorry if I meant like fuck your manhood. It's more of let's understand what manhood really means, and let's understand what being feminine means because and people still confuse gender and sex a lot. Still, like you know, sex is different than gender, and sexual orientation is different than you know sexual identity. So it's it's mm -hmm. a lot of like. Hopefully with this podcast and more people like yourself who are open and are able to go out and like safe environments to explore themselves and discover what it means to be them, you know, I think it would help. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I don't know if I kind of like bond the whole vibe out with the, with the, with the thing. Oh, no. I love, I love when people come here and I don't have enough guests that are able to talk about these things because... They're not actually, you know, well-versed in it. It seems like you've done your research. <laughs> you know, you've been able to go out as a cross-dresser and you know who you are, but, you know, you're still learning about yourself. And that's, I mean, I'm still too. And everybody who listens to the podcast or, you know, is going about their lives is still learning every day, I hope, about themselves and the world around them. So, mm -hmm. but uh, thank you for being on the podcast. Sorry if uh, I was a little late earlier. Um, and I might have to go soon because I have work in like an hour. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fine. Um, I want you back on the podcast if you're ever free. And I know you're free only certain days of the week on the weekends and Mondays, I think you said. But we should talk again. Does that sound cool? And you've already talked about like in a perfect world already and about lizards, which is actually really interesting. I mean, I mean, it, it, it sounds great. It would be fun. I was, I'm, I was actually kind of afraid of like, because I feel like I'm rambling on and on and i don't know if i'm getting to a point or making it interesting for you or your audience so i it think actually... uh -huh. it's cool because i started this podcast just to kind of just talk about myself and talk about cross-dressing and the more people that have like listened to it i've gotten so many different opinions and like but people were coming out and saying thank you like i haven't heard anything like, like you said at the beginning all the podcasts out there are fucking like fetishists or all the things out there you're like i think we're normal people <laughs> and so mm -hmm. when i I listened to a podcast. All I heard was about this this person talking about one of them was about church and stuff about how God won't accept crossdressers. And I was like, what? And then another one was mm. talking about this old dude. Which again, if you're old out there and you're into just jerking off into like, panties, that's fine. But I'm like, mm. I think there's more to us than that. No, 
Yeah. And I think we're going to leave these at a cliffhanger of sorts because I still haven't told you about my theory of why the, like the cross-dress um, um, culture is so fetish-dense. Oh, God, yes. I want, let's talk about that. How about next week? Are you free next week? I'm free next weekend if you're free next weekend. Yeah, I am too. Yes, yes. All right. Well, I have to get ready for work. Thank you for being on the podcast. This is, let's, let's call this part one. How's that sound? We'll make it like a two-parter, maybe even a three-parter, because I'm sure you have lots to talk about. Yeah, uh, yeah I guess. I, I hope I, I wasn't too controversial with a couple of things that I said. Oh, <laughs> man, no. That's perfect, because that means that brings the audience over. You know, that brings more people to listen. And that's what you need. You need contentious point viewpoints and people to listen. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I know. And, and if anything, don't hate on me. I'm trying to learn, and I'm open to, like, maybe change my mind about a couple of things so let's just open up the conversation i guess for sure same here and eventually i'll have like a man and you need to talk like consider posting your photos girl you are way too fucking pretty i was like what the fuck like seriously <laughs> you know and I'll, maybe i said that about all my guests but if you're able to come on the podcast and you're able to post your own photos you look great you work in it and beauty is in the eye of the beholder and it's just like girl you got beauty and you already know you already got affirmation like you're fucking hot, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> and now it's time for Kirsten's Corner. In this week's Kirsten's Corner. Kirsten's Corner. What? Uh, let's talk, since we're talking about it. Jewelry. And Did we do this already? Uh, we talk necklaces. Let's oh. talk necklaces. Why do you own so many necklaces? Why, 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 why even own necklaces? I don't. I think this topic is. Yeah. Why own necklaces? You have thirty thousand necklaces. Why not? Why own anything? Because to accentuate your outfits. Is that what necklaces do? Yeah, it draws attention to blah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. And that was Kirsten's corner. That's not a good topic. Necklaces. What Jewelry. A... Earrings. I'm not. Like I just buy the stuff from like well. Not anymore, but like Forever Twenty One or whatever, just like whatever's what trendy. It, it makes your chest it, look bigger. No, your it chest look bigger. Lets you draw attention to whatever the outfit, or it's like a statement piece, or I don't know. Are necklaces still in? Do people still yeah. wear necklaces? Yeah, I I mean I don't know. I don't go anywhere anymore, so I'm not wearing necklaces with my sweatpants. Yeah, like but they're you always wear it like for chokers were a thing. That's a necklace. But people wear necklaces for fancy occasions. Yeah. You don't just wear it on the regular, right? You can wear it on the regular. Yes, you can. Like what? I've never seen necklaces. I wore necklaces with regular... Like, I have a little necklace that I wear with, like, a regular outfit. It's just, like, any accent piece. Like, earrings. Or, re like, decorative rings or whatever. Hmm. Is that different from a locket? It's the same thing, right? I mean, a lock is a type of necklace. Oh, it is? Oh, I don't know. Is it? Yeah. Oh. I don't know. People. A locket, you put something inside a locket. But it's a necklace, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, Nobody yeah. wears those anymore. Is that what your question is? Oh, I don't know. Are, are, <laughs> you're not, you know, I mean, necklaces, right? What do you mean people don't wear necklaces? People wear necklaces all the time. What are you talking about? I guess I don't see a lot of people wearing necklaces. I wear necklaces all the time. That little one that's like a little circle. 
I guess the big necklaces is what, like, it's not in anymore. Okay, well, those are all necklaces. So, do you mean, do people not wear big necklaces anymore? Yeah, is that what sure. you're saying? big necklaces. I mean... That's not a thing. It'd still be a thing. I just don't wear them. People still do that. I mean, people don't do it today because no one's wearing necklaces right now because nobody's going anywhere. Mm. Are you saying pendants? Is that what you mean? What is that? Oh... It's like a big, the one I just showed you earlier that had the thing is like a pendant. It's like a large pendant. Yeah, I guess I'm not a necklace fan. Or I don't know many people who wear that. Oh, you wear necklaces. Not on the regular. Every no, I feel like anytime you dress up, I say, here, you should wear this necklace. You go, okay. I don't remember. I haven't dressed up in Uh, this very long time. You know what's funny though? Remember like pearl necklace? Remember like uh, Jesus necklaces? You the mean like chains? The, the cross one? Yeah, what about them? People, people still, still wear, that? rappers still wear that. No, chains. No, chains. Like a Jesus piece? Yeah, but just like the string with the little cross. Oh, like a like scapula? A, is that what that's called? Yeah, people still wear that too. Seems like a 2000. People, it's not a, it's not a fashion thing. People still wear that. What about puka necklaces? Do people you mean still pe- wear puka shell necklaces? Is that what I'm it? sure people do in Hawaii, but. That was a 2002. Did you own one? Yes, of course. Did you not? Uh, I don't think so. Why was that a thing? I don't know. People wanted to live the high life, you know? The Hawaii life? Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Okay. This topic is rough. Yeah. You know, necklaces. Just That's like... not... Uh, that was not good. You're just like, mm, let me see something. Necklaces. Light bulbs. <laughs> and that was Kirsten's Corner. Kirsten's Corner. See? <laughs> God, that was not good. Was Sorry, perfect. everybody. That was perfect. And that's it for this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. You first heard me talk about the Black Lives Matter movement in some detail. And I had a great discussion with Diane about her cross-dressing life. And finally, Kirsten and I discussed necklaces. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'll come back in the next episode, which will be my 50th episode, crazy, and I'll talk a little bit about the Black Lives Matter movement and uh, how I feel we should really discuss that and talk about that and how it relates to the cross-dressing and gender aspect of this podcast. Tune in for that, and I'll have a second uh, part to my talk with Diane because I'm sure you guys enjoyed it, and the next one will be uh, great, and I'll release that in a couple weeks. But I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Stay vigilant, stay aware. I hope you guys are having discussions and talking about what's going on with your loved ones about how the world is right now, because it's important that you guys stay educated and stay informed and you kind of know your sources and see what else is out there. So yeah, that's it. And as always, keep it fresh, stay blessed, and remember, you're gorgeous. Again, I'm not here to treat or diagnose anything, guys. I'm just here to tell my story. I have people come on the podcast and tell their story, and and maybe you guys can learn from it. And I hope it helps you guys understand the world of cross-dressing and gender a bit more. Mm